What's so funny? He just called me stinky. And yeah. I had to like go on and talk. Oh my god. After you just went ready stinky. Ready like, old stinker. I got to laugh. Well, you have a at s- your nonsense. You have a stink smell. <laughs> hey everyone, it's the Herald and Modcast. With your friends Pally and Stinker. <laughs> We're gonna start our own radio show. You're on the web. Don't with... we already have our own radio show? Well now it's gonna be more of a talk show program <laughs> with Pally and Stinker. We're rebranding. I'm no. Pally and you're Stinker. No yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm everybody's pal and you stink. <laughs> This is what I have to deal with. Pally and Stinker. Oh, lordy. Hey, Pally, why don't you tell Stinker to take a shower? <laughs> and it's like a you know, toilet flush and then like a shower That's sound. funny. Hey, I'm everybody's pal. I'll tell Stinker, but she's got to take a shower on her own time. Why am I Stinker? I think all evidence to the contrary. Well, I think you're I'm the Pally. Stinker. You can't be Pally. <sighs> you don't pal around with the boys. Sure you do. I no, you pal around with the cats. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so we have a couple movies to discuss and some other fine things in the realm of entertainment. And uh, yeah, current entertainment news. Uh Solo came out this uh this weekend? Yep. No, last weekend. It came out last weekend. We're really? late. We're yeah. late. Yep. Yeah. Like anyone We're going to review the movie Solo, and we are also going to review the Netflix original film Cargo, starring Martin Freeman. Yay. Uh, and we may talk about some other things. Other news items? <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff that came up this week, actually, that's worth talking about. Yeah. I think. <laughs> well, so Solo, which is the latest... Uh, spin-off in the Star Wars saga. Extended Univi. It is the uh, it is an origin story of young Han Solo. Of young Douglas Fresh. Of young Douglas Fresh. And uh, Ron Howard, uh, the Oscar winning director of Beautiful Mind and former, former Opie Cunningham actor um, took over from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, yep. the Lego movie guys. They were having too much fun with I the picture. I guess so. And uh, they safe bedded it with Ron Howard. And yep. uh, it's written by Jonathan and Lawrence Kasdan. I just want to emphasize yeah, it's this pretty big. Lawrence Kasdan. Let me just review some of his credits. Uh, he did Empire. He wrote Empire. He wrote Jedi. He wrote Raiders. He wrote The Big Chill, Silverado, The Accidental Tourist, The Force Awakens, uh, oddly, The Bodyguard, starring Whitney Houston and Kevin, <laughs> Kevin so Costner, uh, Body Heat, which is Body one of my heat. favorite movies from the 80s, yes. Oh, that's what I was thinking with of With William that. Hurt and Catherine. I was thinking um, of that prison movie with the naked girls. Wasn't that called Caged Turner. Heat? I'm thinking oh, yeah. of Caged <laughs> Heat. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, he did Caged uh, Heat. Huh? He is... One of the most prolific screenwriters in Hollywood. Of all time. Uh, he's been Oscar nominated many times. And he co-wrote this with his son, Jonathan, whose only credit I could really find of a significance is Being in the land son. of women. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And his brother, Jake, directed Walk Hard, the Dewey. Jake Kasdan? Yeah. They're, Lawrence they're Kasdan's son? young, budding writer-directors themselves. Well, but Lawrence fuck. Kasdan is... Not young is, and budding. No. 
And uh, I he noticed that he wrote, because we'll get into this as we just discussed this film, he wrote of these new spinoffs, only The Force Awakens and the solo one. Interesting. Hmm, two of the best scripts of the whole series. He wrote basically, I mean, everyone cites Empires being the best. He yeah, everyone that. always says that. All the real fans, All the man. real fans. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Everyone knows Empires Empire. the best Star Wars, ah. man. I like New Hope. I like, uh, I like the- Phantom Menace, man. <laughs> Shut up. Everyone knows Phantom Menace is the most <laughs> underappreciated Star Wars man. Well, and in the film stars Alden Ehrenreich in the t- in the title role. Uh, it's a he, mouthful, that name. I know. He, he was first seen... Uh, uh, Hail Caesar. Uh, yeah, well, not first seen, but he was in Beautiful Creatures. He was um, Woody Allen's stepson in Blue Jasmine. We saw that. Yep. I don't remember him. And he was in Hail Caesar. That was kind of his standout role. He also was nominated for some awards for that role um also in the film woody harrelson amelia clark aka daenerys um Mm -hmm. donald glover tandy newton uh phoebe waller bridge who plays l3 the the, voice the the voice is another british robot yeah she's in a a show on amazon right now called fleabag that's very popular Mm. um paul bettany Mm -hmm. again Mm mm-hmm and even Linda, Oscar winner Linda Hunt got in a little bit of role as Lady Proxima, the bug. The bug? Yeah, in big, the beginning. Big water bug that can't feel light on its skin. All right. So uh, it's, you know, it's packed with a lot of talent. Yeah. It's uh, It starts off uh, with showing Han. Well, we should say, neither, we weren't excited to see this movie no. until after it came out. Because we have Star Wars fatigue. Star Wars Fatigue, and most people, like, this movie was sort of, uh, even though Han Solo is one of the most beloved characters, like, there was a lot of pushback on this film because he's one of the most beloved characters. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't want to see someone else play him. Harrison right. Ford's not attached. It's, you know, Han Solo is a mysterious character. Do we really need to see a play-by-play of all the things that led up to him joining the Rebellion? Do well, we need to see that? That's a question we go over a lot is why do we have to always have an origin story for everything because they Can't need we material just let the mystery be yeah because it's an easy way to make material especially when someone like han solo has all of these uh feats in his past yeah that are referenced in the original yeah. three yeah like the fucking kessel run in under 20 parsecs they do the kessel run in this, this film this movie's basically just a big setup for the kessel run yeah <laughs> pretty much it yeah. really is it should have been called han solo and the kessel run right because it's that's what you're that's what what you're getting you're getting everything that led up to the kessel run and then a little bit after where you sort of lose steam you're kind of like well i just saw the kessel run <laughs> but in fairness there's some cool sequences in this surprisingly film. yeah and, and it's a tighter i mean first of all if you hadn't listened to our review of the last Je- jedi we basically panned it and hated it and it said was it was silly. garbage well because you look at the writer like you got ryan dingus that wrote Last Jedi, then you got Kasdan and Kasdan and Son that wrote this. So it's like a naturally better script. Yeah, and I mean, as we always say, it all comes down to the writing. If the writing is good... But the thing about that is that Ryan Dingus got to be really silly with The Last Jedi. It's silly and it's not really funny. Which is what apparently they wanted the Lord Miller to do. And then they fired them for doing that. Right. Probably because it was really funny and not just stupid funny. 
because George Lucas loves stupid funny. Not that he has anything, any say. Yeah. But like traditionally with like Jar Jar Binks and the Ewoks, like anything that's sort of funny in Star Wars is also super fucking lame. Yep. So I'm sure Lord and Miller actually had some pretty cool stuff. And they were like, hey, this is funny. We don't want funny funny. We right. want it like... Sh- Maybe they had cool stuff. I don't know. I, don't I have know. no idea. But I mean, they went too far with the second, with 22 Jump Street. Yeah, it wasn't good. I, that it was wasn't like, good. okay, whatever. So who knows? I mean, I, you know, Ron Howard is a safe bet. He's, and that's what they wanted, clearly. And that's what they wanted. I think they probably... I mean, it's a decent film. It, start- it is so a it, decent film. I liked it more than Rogue One. It was more entertaining and <laughs> yeah. less long-winded and less mopey and sad and boring. You know, I, it wasn't boring. I kind of got bored in a couple spots, but uh, as not wanting to see this movie at we all. We kind of looked at each other for a couple things. I mean, it yeah. starts out on his home planet, which is basically Corellia. being temp- by, taken over by the Empire. You know, it's the early days before there's a rebellion, but mm-hmm. it's the beginnings of a rebellion. And mm-hmm. he gets, he his girlfriend is Amelia Clark. Um, and they're both sort Kira. of like uh, bandit Yeah, he's and- definitely a bandit. And he sort of escapes this bug, giant bug. Well, she's sort of like the rat king of the city. She's the Jabba of well, this yeah. film. Yeah. Rat king is better reference, actually. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> she like controls the children. She and- does. That's true. And, you know, the pickpockets and everyone has to pay a little, you know, head. You know, she gets a cut of everything. And I mean, she's in the movie for yeah. two seconds. But that, it wouldn't be a Star Wars film if it didn't start off with like a giant creature. That and talks which, and it, like a human and no one references that it's this giant, ugly creature. Yeah. They talk to like, what's the big deal? You I know, know, I'm good for it. And it's like a giant centipede that lives right. in the water. And you're supposed to be like, oh, what's up? Like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, cut me some so, slack. And people love that about Star Wars films. I could have done without that frankly but but he you know he's escape he escapes sort of reminiscent of really sort of like you know other films you know hijack films and action films just they're getting out of the city kind of reminded me of um total recall when he's a little bit it was a cool like chase scene there's a cool chase scene it is a cool chase scene yeah yeah and uh yeah but it's super kind of cheesy the way like they're planned to escape yeah they get right there and then the door closes and then they're separated for three years so yeah and so then he goes off becomes a pilot he ends up fighting for the the empire empire which is kind of cool actually i kind of like that because they show him in like a sort of like you said edge of tomorrow fight sequence look that whole sequence almost was verbatim but that on the beach that's, scene. That's true, but it was also a lot cooler action shot than Rogue One. Or, true. Or, or, or like, because a lot of the Rogue One action tried to do that, like, gritty, like, yeah, man, this is real yeah. life Star Wars, man. But this one, like, <laughs> they did that, but it actually felt a lot more sort of tense and a lot more no, like a was. war zone. it was. cool. It felt like a yeah, war zone. Did. And he's like, doesn't want to know how he got there. Where are we going? What are we doing? Who's in charge? The captain's dead. It's almost like a saving prior Ryan. Not, obviously not, but, yeah. you know, but it was kind of cool to see him, like, fighting for the Empire. Well, there's not a lot of space in this film i mean there's there's some, there's some but as the great film critic anthony lane of the new yorker said it it really sort of is more of an homage like invokes the spirit of raiders of the lost ark Hello. more than star wars because there's like a, a train heist sequence with woody who he, te- he ends up teaming up with you you see how he meets chewbacca which is cool. Which is cool. That's yeah. kind of cool. That's he how meets, they met. And then he teams up with Woody and his bandit team. Well, because Woody is their their guy they're disguised. Yeah, yeah, but they're disguised as Empire too. Right. Well, not too. They're disguised as Empire fighters to 
beat to maraud something, to right. steal something, and he basically gets hip to it and has to join their team because he's like, I don't even like the Empire, like, right. you know, and I don't like these guys. Let me come with you, and he eventually talks them into it by because he's a, a good pilot and he's scrappy and resourceful well, and i do think what's cool about it is they show that han solo has mad skills you know and he is a good pilot and he's pugnacious yeah yeah <laughs> and, and he's a little arrogant and yeah that was the character and uh he they have the one of the cooler sequences in the film is this train sort of like a train heist it's like this it is yeah but yeah. it's on like a monorail and it's going over these snowy mountains yeah and yeah it's it's a cool scene man thandy newton's in it like randomly for That's a very short time Tandy, whatever <laughs> fucking <laughs> anthony man we were sort of like why is she in yeah this film? Well, i think because we see her every week on westworld yeah. and she pops up in this you're like you're, you're in this, this with the freaking foxy That's how brown paul bettany too it's like foxy you're in this see you in all the Marvel uh, fro, movies. you know, she's yeah. got that funny ass. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. she's got like the fro with the freaking Pam Greer fro. It <laughs> she does. And she's super badass, man. Man. She's always badass, man. <laughs> She'll fuck you up, man. But the ink, she's Woody's girlfriend. We're not going to say what happens, but uh, uh, the heist goes the bad. The heist goes bad. And. You know, it leads to them having to go back to who he was hired by, Paul Bettany, who's a real bad guy. Yeah, and he's a part of the Golden Circle or whatever yeah. it's called, which is one of five crime syndicates that, I guess, answers to the Empire. You find that nutty, nutty. And then, yeah, there's the scene where he goes with Woody to meet with Paul Bettany, and it's a sort of like... Dinner party scene. Right. There's always one of those. There's always like yeah. an upper, like a f- upper class scene in Star Wars yeah. where they have weird drinks and weird entertainment and weird creatures that there are, that are rubbing elbows with humans. And, yeah, and everyone's and everyone's know, normal aristocratic with it. Star yeah. Wars. There's always one sequence that does that. Actually, to be honest, when it opened up in that scene, because you see this woman singing and it's very weird. She's it's got, got this, like a. Like, Mad Max facial apparatus, and then a little creature in, in a, a jar singing, singing with her. It reminded like me of like Fifth Element shit. Yeah, it was. I mean, start. Yeah, it totally was, was like a Fifth Elementy thing. But so he's reunited with Amelia Clark. Uh, he's now employed by the Golden yeah, because she and we find out that she basically she didn't get out, so she sort of had to become part of the. She found her own way out guys. though, because yeah. now she's on this like super upper crusty first world arms dealer she's not too happy she's sort of a slave herself she's a slave herself yeah. she has the brand and she works directly for paul bettany but she's, she's somehow moved up the ranks yeah and he's like a bad bad guy yeah you know and he's always good he's always entertaining yeah, i mean okay. this whole all of this is a lead up to them going on the kessel run yeah which is where he all they ultimately have to get the what is it Corillium? no no, no not that, Corillium. that's, a, it's that's some another. fucking like well because they've had it it was on the tr- the train heist at botch and so they had to go find an unrefined source of yeah. that mineral galaxy quest which is on so they have to go to like this mining planet to get the unrefined right. whatever version of this material and then take it to a refinery. It's worth a lot of money. There's nowhere else to find it and they had to rob it from the Empire or some fucking thing. Yeah. And it failed so they have to go to this mining planet but in order to get to the mining planet and get the fucking material to the refinery before it, it explodes because it's so that's such a delicate material yeah. they need a fast ship. Yeah. A really Ooh, fast ship. The enter. fastest ship. Lando Carrizian. Yeah, and the Millennium Falcon. And the Millennium Falcon. And it's Donald Glover plays a young Lando. And uh, he's kind of like the I'm the cool guy in this movie. Yeah. He gets to be the cool one. Yeah. 
and he's cool. He's definitely cool. He's and, cool. Yeah, I mean, he, it, he does a good job as that character. Yeah. Um, it's mostly playing poker, you know? There's a couple scenes yeah. where he shoots a blaster, but he's either, like, monologuing or just playing poker against Han. Well, they set him up as kind of just like a card shark. Yeah, card kind shark. Of dandy. Unscrupulous. He has lots of clothes. Yeah, he's part dandy. He's kind of part, a dandy. Yeah, he's a bit of a dandy. Doesn't want to get his hands dirty. Right. He's suave and charismatic and yeah. cheats at poker. And yeah, right. He's that kind of guy. But it's, I mean, that was sort of, that was a cool, like, okay, we see the beginnings of this relationship. Because if I'd say anything of wanting to know the origin is that's a origin piece that you'd want to know. Sure. Yeah. Because the way they meet in Empire, like, huh? I know. And he's like, Lando, you got a real job. Well, huh? he calls him Han. It was, that was a funny thing. Because you know Solo. that Billy D. Williams called him Han instead of Han, which was not supposed to be. Oh, really? And so they, ca- they continue that. And he... Donald Glover calls him Han, and at one point he corrects him and he says it's Han, and he just keeps on calling him Han. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's you right. In the that? movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they just they that, which I that. thought was a that's the mark of Lawrence Kasdan. There, it's, you know, yeah. it's like to continue that because he wrote both films too. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, so basically, yeah. they have a card game. It doesn't go as planned, but they still manage to get Lando and the Millennium Falcon in on the job yeah. for a cut uh, for of a cut. the pie. Yeah. And so there they go, and then enters the British robot. You can't have a Star Wars movie without a fucking British robot, <laughs> apparently. They're all yeah. British, and they're all robots. And this is like a social justice bot. It's like Roy, that wants yeah, robot rights. wants to free the, the robot slaves Doesn't, and all the... Well, because they were doing like robot fighting, and they're like, she's like a... You, you're better than this. You're just a tool for them. And the little droid's like, beep boop, beep boop. And she's yeah. like, no... I'm, I, no, I, I don't see you that way. We're just friends. Right. And it's like, beep boop, beep boop. And it's like, no, <laughs> naughty, naughty. But yeah, it was sort of a social justice bot. I, the character was cool. We, I was very confused who the actress was. At first, we thought it was Brienne of Tarth. Yes. We were like, is that Brienne of Tarth again? Yep. I thought the same thing. And then I thought that I was for sure it was Tilda Swinton. Yeah, and could've then been. I was like, wait, no, it's not. And sure enough, it was neither. It was Phoebe Waller-Briggs, who is the lead in Fleabag. And she's kind of like a hot British actress right now. <laughs> super hot right now but um i mean so they, there's a whole they get they get out of there and we find out how fast he does the kessel run thing and because well, they go to the mine and they free the slaves and they get the goods and there's wookies and there's fighting yeah and, and there's Amelia a cool Clark. fighting sequence there was one funny reference that i only picked up on recently because i was watching a video but amelia clark's character like takes out a couple soldiers and then the oh yeah remember with like a hand-to-hand combat and then oh, yeah yeah and then uh the robot's like how'd you learn that and she's like it was it's uh i was taught to, uh like carissa kasai which is like a, a star wars martial arts that is like known in the universe oh. and i'm like oh they just referenced that and it was a game for playstation one called like battle of the like star wars Teresa Kasai, which is like this fighting game for PlayStation One. That's where his kids, his son, came into this screenplay. Yeah, because I'm like <laughs> they helpful. totally referenced the like because the lead character in that game is this girl with like a bionic arm that is like a master of the uh, martial art. And I'm like they can't believe okay. they did a Teresa That's Kasai cool. reference. Yeah, yeah I was, didn't catch that at all. No, I'm not even a huge Star Wars guy, but I like caught that. I'm like wow. no way, and it was just like a one line, like just for Star Wars fans, I guess. Easter egg for yeah, it was die funny. Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so simultaneously, though, there's this group of, we think, marauders coming after them that, that spoiled the first heist yeah, on the, the train that wrecked them, which is why they had to go to Kessel. 
And we find out, I don't think we want to get into all the rest that happens just because it's spoilers, but we find out sort of who they are and then yeah, there's double they, crossing. Yes, and, and then triple crossing. Triple crossing and... and double, double crossing. Yeah. And I mean, the more like we recount this, the more I, I realize it was in the hands of a, of a seasoned screenwriter yeah. because it's a pretty decent story and script. I have to and, say, I didn't walk out like despising it or like really no. mad like fuck this another fucking stupid star wars movie i actually thought it had more charm than jedi or rogue one and i Last like jedi. alden ehrenreich i think he's a good actor yeah I mean, he's not was like, harrison ford but no one is yeah no one is like they like the fact that, that i think that was people's problems like you can't just cast some dingus to be a, <laughs> a new harrison fucking ford yeah it's just it's not life doesn't work that way no so i think they got the best performance they could out of him and i think he might have been the best actor for the job i think he was the right actor for the job as of today i I, I do think he was right i think the larger issue with this and the other spinoffs is why are we continuing to make star wars movies once a year every year till we all are dead once a year this is every six months now no it's still once a year jedi was in december yeah but there's not another star wars movie coming out this year is it I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe, (laughs) but you're right. It's like it is. Like it feels like every six months there's a new Star Wars movie, Um, and this movie, like I was just gonna skip on principle of like I can't. You can't like fuck you guys. Right. I don't want to see another one of these every six months. Well, why didn't they hold it off till December? I don't know because that might have been more. People might have been more up for it. Might have been more up for it, and there's less competition. Yeah. You know, like Deadpool just came out and, you know, there's like still a lot of movies in the theater right, right. now. Movies it, it coming out next week, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's the other thing is that it's the first Star Wars movie that could be taken as underperforming, Yeah, which is weird. But I think people, like we talked about, like uh, Force Awakens came out a huge success. And then yeah. right after that, Rogue One came out, which is not attached to the like the trilogy, but a huge success. But then Last Jedi came out and it made a lot of money, but a lot of people didn't like it. And it, so now that it got to Han... It also underperformed a little bit too because the numbers went down sort of steadily, yeah. which is not something you no. know, The Force Awakens did. No, or Rogue One, I don't think. Because it didn't... Criti- you know, people did not like The Last Jedi. No, critically, it was not acclaimed. It's garbage. It's a bad script. It's a bad And, and a silly story. And Adam yeah. Driver's annoying, man. I'm sorry. This is at least a real movie that feels like it was made by real filmmakers. Yeah. You know, Jedi felt like it was a sci-fi movie of the week. Like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And there was too many little jokes. And like, I'm cool with inserting humor. Right. I love it. When it's done right, there's a history of action films and sci-fi films having humorous moments that don't make it some shticky, schlocky bullshit. Yeah. You know, so. Die Hard. Yeah, look at all of the movies from the nineties. Look at True Lies. Yeah. Look at like there's lots of movies yeah. that have like a long history of having funny moments and then still delivering on real action. Right. And you know, so this, this movie is good action. It does. Definitely. It's got some good, it's good action movie. The Kessel Run is cool, yep. you know, and you really are like, are they gonna make it with that ship? And you see how the Millennium Falcon uh sort of changes because it had like an escape pod and right. that that that's how it got that fork in the yeah. center of it because when they first show the ship it's like one large that's piece right yeah and so there's like little nods to how it became the way and it was that's cool yeah i like little stuff like yeah. that i like the millennium falcon it's probably the most like recognizable sci-fi ship outside of you know the star trek enterprise and yeah. the death star like millennium falcon is are you know one of the most identifiable 
vessels in history. They do a, a ode to, they sort of ripped off what Skyfall did when they do the reveal of the Aston Martin, where they do the reveal of the Millennium Falcon when they sort of, you know, with the music of the original score comes up over it yeah. and stuff. And it was kind of like, you know. And interesting, one of the things I didn't like about the film was I didn't like the score of it very much. It was not memorable it like a Star Wars movie. No. No, and I think they Williams. could have done some really think. cool sort of adventure Indiana Jones type scoring yeah. of the film just to give it that more of that vibe because you're right it is it's not like on us on a uh you know flight deck of a spaceship making no. commands and right. everything's like s- sterile and and you know uh, you know like captain's log yeah. and all that shit it was really like yeah they're in the dirt they're in the mud remember the like, oh, they, like muds yeah yeah when chewbacca and him they meet the first time it's sort of like when luke goes into the pit in uh jedi in return of the jedi it totally yeah. is like that and it then is, it turns yeah. out to be chewbacca and you're like oh that's and, a cool scene and the scene's cool because they're so muddy and so dirty yeah and it's during that war zone with the empire right. was, i like that scene yeah you that know? was a cool scene and i liked um I don't know. What else did I like? Yeah, it's kind of a short film. I thought it was going to continue. Yeah, Yeah. like there's a moment in the film when there's sort of a turning and you're like, oh, God, now he's going to have to go after so-and-so. But then it just ends after that. So clearly they're leading up for a sequel because they introduce a character from the the one two three trilogy yes that at the I, end you don't of this, expect to see that was a surprise kind of never expected to see again that character right. in any star wars movie and that, there they are and that character all of a sudden has full speaking voice with yeah. lines in a british accent right. that we never heard from that movie they had no lines right. in that movie i don't know why i'm trying so hard to not tell the people who it is well because it is kind of a surprise it's kind of a surprise but yeah for it underperforming i enjoyed it more than i expected i was ready to trash it and be like man this movie's trash but it wasn't yeah, trash i don't think I, I was i thought i would trash it um but i definitely liked it better than i thought I yeah would. i did i can yeah. say that you know and waited a week and get some because there's a lot of people that are saying you know what it's not that bad yeah you know it's not fucking a complete miss you know, no. it wasn't. I kind of I no, found it entertaining. entertaining. Yeah, I found Absolutely. it entertaining. I think you should go see it. And Woody's the really good in it, man. Woody Woody's fucking shows good. up, man. Yeah, you know, Woody always shows up. Yeah, so you know, there's some good casting. And Amelia Clark was good in it. Yeah, too. she's good. She's so you know? like, she's okay. She's good. Yeah, you're not a huge fan. of Khaleesi. I don't know. I, I know. I mean, I think she's got like a lot of juice because that role is such a fucking yeah. identifiable character the mother of dragons but i think in other work she's done like that jude law movie the one where he plays like the big fat guy who's a bank robber oh, yeah and like just other shit she's done and you're like yeah you're okay you're fine yeah. you know you're british you got that <laughs> she going got for real you lucky. yeah she's good bit. as khaleesi yeah that's what i mean yeah. it's like it's like her defining role right everything else is just sort of okay like I terminator she was pretty good in the oh yeah well that's terminator was sucked terrible but i thought she was pretty good in this yeah she was good in this she was what fine. would you give this film like i don't a, know like a 72 7.3 yeah, 7.2 something like yeah something like I that mean, i think it's worth more than that from the action sequences actually yeah, i like the action you man know? i gotta say and they uh they didn't super censor it. People get killed. Chewbacca rips a guy's arms off at one point. Yeah. Like, there's some kind of cool action y stuff yeah. that isn't sort of like, you know, Phantom it's Menace action. Definitely not R, but. No, of course not. But you do see Chewbacca rip a guy's arms which off. Which is cool. Which is cool. And he holds which, them up like, whoops. Which is cool that they did that because, you know, in 
New Hope, they say a Wookiee will rip a guy. And we've never right. seen him rip a guy's arms right. off. So this is our opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, maybe there's a scene where maybe Han does shoot first. Maybe there's that scene too. Maybe. Maybe that's what he learned. A little ode to the fans there, giving the fans a little justice maybe, there that they deserve. Maybe. You know, maybe there is a story to that. Maybe. Well, I guess you'll have to see it to find out. That's well, like the last lesson he learns in the film. Yeah. The final lesson. That is the final lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, I don't know. I still liked it. I liked it. I I, I didn't hate it. I like it more than Rogue One. The more I talk about it, the more I realize I liked it. I think I was just so ready to not like it. Yeah. Plus, we had sort of a crummy audience we saw it with. Yeah, it was kind of crummy Saturday. And they're like, we're we're into this. Yeah. Like, it's an experience for all of us. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so interesting. I'm just going to like share my little thoughts to everyone around me, even though I'm talking to the person next to me. Yeah. Fucking guy. Yeah. Well, and the, the lady next to me was doing that too. Was she? Yeah. Ugh. She Shut was up. sharing thoughts out loud up. for everyone to hear. Like, I got an interesting Shut thought. Up. That's so LA. I want people to overhear my cool yeah. thoughts. <laughs> I'm so interesting. But I'm not talking to them, but they'll hear and they'll be like, well, that guy's smart. <laughs> Well, that guy knows movies. I wonder if he does a podcast. <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. And here's my card. Oh, I'm going to listen. Are you going to review this movie next? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Oh, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, we're going to review the film Cargo starring Martin Freeman. Of course, you know him as The Hobbit and also from his Sherlock. Yeah, Winston. <laughs> Watson. <laughs> Sherlock and Winston. Yeah. Uh, it is directed by Ben Howling and written by Yolanda Ramke, who did that film Jungle that uh, Daniel Radcliffe did. Remember when he gets lost in the jungle? Oh, that movie. Yeah. It's based on a true story. Yeah. That's a good film. It is a good film. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of a follow-up for them, and it takes place in Australia. It's a zombie film. It is. It is. It's, yeah, it's, it is. Uh, but we're dealing with kind of with uh, indigenous population. As, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. In the outback of Australia, yep. trying to survive an apocalypse that we don't know how it originated or why. No, which you is don't fine. really need to. You don't and, need to. I mean, it, Martin Freeman in the beginning of the film has a wife and a baby. Uh, new baby. Yeah. Which and, is always great uh, for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And no spoilers, because if you see the trailers, you know this. His wife quickly is out of the picture, and he has to make it through this world with a baby. And try not to eat that tasty baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd get like two days in, I'd be like looking at him like <laughs> like in a Looney Tunes when it turns into like a turkey with like the things on the chin. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh, nom, 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 yum. It really t- it's this mo- this is I thought that this film it's it's hard to discuss this without really kind of spoiling it, like get into the There's details not a lot of, of spoilers, it. Spoilers really. Well, it's there, like a short kind of film. It's a short kind of film, but it, it it's interesting. It goes where places where we haven't seen zombie films go before, and I mean yeah, that in terms of the way they handle it, the way they handle the apocalypse, and the way they handle the storytelling of it. I think it's a pretty well done film. It's, yeah. 
it's sad. Yeah, it's a little it's, dramatic. It's dramatic. It's a little it's, melodramatic for a zombie movie, but I mean, you know. yeah, it's not tragic. It doesn't no. end tragically, but no. the, but it doesn't. You know, you're sort of you're not given much as an no. audience member, especially for zombie. I mean, I guess you could say like the girl with all the gifts. Remember that movie? That, that was, was a sort film. of a tragic, not yeah. tragic, but like you know, anti-hero. It's sort of that kind of vibe. Sto- but zombie it's good. Film, yeah. I think I like that movie. Well, that was more action packed. It was actually, but I think I still liked it more than this I agree. Movie, I totally agree because i kind of fit in the same vein of like indie zombie dystopic horror this is more sort of cerebral and it deals yeah, with it's good and there's and there's a lot of there's racism in it too like yeah, because, there's a lot of aboriginal yeah. australian white sort of you can see the history there right you know which is pretty ugly history yeah you know and they're in the outback and there is like a little aboriginal girl you find out yeah it looks so much like a boy she does yeah i thought it was she a looks boy like Mowgli. yeah it looks like a, she's yeah. like a little Mowgli because she's surviving on her own you don't know why she's out there what the purpose is right. and and he sort of eventually runs into her and he has to try to save this baby and he yep. doesn't have much time to figure out what he's gonna do no spoilers <laughs> yeah and i mean the way they get if they get bitten it, what's interesting too is we do they they all have these kits. Yeah, these like kits that were set up by UNICEF. Which we haven't seen before, which I find yeah. interesting, which I thought was sort of interesting, where it gives you, you put on a little thing on like your wrist, because you have 48 hours after you've been bitten before you turn completely. Yeah. And, it, and you can shoot your you can kill your so it gives you the well, ability it to gives kill you yourself. this thing that's like an EpiPen with a giant blade on the inside right. and you just sort of hit hit put it up to your own temple and then the blade goes in and it might ins- put in some yeah. sort of chemical or some sort of that'd be funny if it's just like Acid, sulfuric acid. Right. But that one, that'll kill. That'll kill me slowly yeah. and painfully. <laughs> yeah, it's all we uh, had available. Sorry. It's the only thing that would fit in the pen. But they also give you instructions and information yeah, and things it, like it that. It's like and realistic. There's yeah, like a guide is. of symptoms. Right. Like first you're gonna have a runny nose, then you're gonna get fevery, then you're gonna have seizures, then you're gonna have a lot of mucus, and then you're gonna yeah, turn. And their yeah. Their eyes get they all, all pussy. Kind of disgusting. Yeah. Their mouth and eyes turn all pussy, like to a, a really. Gr- Gratuitous uh, yeah. level, yeah. But it is kind of cool that they have these little kids. The cult comes in like a plastic, like pelican case thing that yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in there to like, if you get bit, use this kit. Right. They should. That should have been the saying. <laughs> if you get bit, use this kit. I should write movies. Yeah, you should. Just one line of dialogue <laughs> <laughs> in each movie is my contribution. I mean, I. I, it's an interesting it, it film. Is good. It's, it's worth a watch. It's free on Netflix. Yeah, Why exactly. not? Exactly. It's a Netflix you know? original. It is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's. I, I mean, it's not super scary. I wasn't particularly se. like moved by it. I guess. Like, there's not a lot I can say about. It. I mean, Martin. He's a good actor. He's always good. Yeah. And the, some of the cooler scenes were showing the Aboriginal tribes like battle tactics against the zombies. Because yeah. they all had like these wooden old spears and stuff, but they used smoke and paint, war paint. And right. They had like these really cool fight. Those were like some of the cooler scenes, of, like the fight scenes, the way they take out the zombies in the smoke and right. the freaking outback desert and stuff. And they're all war painted up. Yeah. Yeah. I like those scenes, actually. I mean, and it's definitely, I mean, the stakes are really high because there's mm-hmm. a baby. And you it's know? a ticking clock movie. Yeah. So that's it, that you're sort of on the edge of your seat in in a way sort of trying to, you know, hoping for this baby's survival, you know? Yeah, because it comes down to like that. It's like, right. It's baby survive. Yeah. Is Does the baby, baby going to survive? survive? Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely give it like a seven. Yeah. Seven, seven point four, seven point two. 
Like well, a like a I don't know. Hat. I mean, solo is much better than that. So if we gave solo a seven point three, I can't give that a seven point four. <laughs> Maybe I'll give. Forget our rating or... system. We don't know what we're talking about. With yeah, it. it's pretty useless. It's pretty useless actually. Because I mean, so I it's I give it. Yeah, I give it like a seven. seven. Fuck it. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I liked it though. So. Maybe seven point two. All right. So maybe eight for solo. I give eight <laughs> solo maybe a seven point six then, and All I right. give this like a seven point four. <laughs> maybe seven point eight <laughs> for solo. Okay. Maybe I'll give solo like an eight point four. Give this one like a seven point six. No. Okay. Watch it. Decide for yourself on Netflix. Yeah, that's it's really. Good. Is it a watch? Yes. That's yeah. That should be our new system. Watch or no watch. Right. Watch or no watch. Once you get math no, in there. No, justice or doom. That's our. That is our system. We oh. have a justice and doom meter. We haven't used that in years. Well, we always use it. It's on our website. We have like the Justice League characters are on the side of doom. The and, Justice I mean, League. The Justice League the characters. Justice League. What's that? Ah. Uh, Go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com, and you'll find out more about the Justice and Doom meter. We have a website? Yeah, we do. Is uh, that like on the internet? <laughs> hey, speaking of Amelia Clark, the HBO's been, whatever reason, they now have chosen to rerun last season of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. yeah which weird. we caught some of and were reminded both how awesome the show is and also how frustrating last season was in some ways. Yeah. Um, and it kind of prompted us to discuss who we think is going to make it out of uh, the series alive. So, wasn't there something more interesting that we were going to talk about that <laughs> happened in like in the news? <laughs> in the, was there? Well, was it Jason Momoa left the Crow and the director? We don't know the reason for it. No, we don't. But he made a statement saying, like, I had prepared, like, put everything into this role and I'd been training yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So, But you don't find out. He hasn't said exactly why. Yeah. Creative I was looking forward to seeing him play Fuck that role. Yeah. Who, who else could do it right now? I mean, he'd be a pretty beefy crow, but so what? Yeah, a different direction, though, you yeah, know? Probably. I would watch that, though. I would, too. I don't know if it had something to do with... Um, because the director left also. I, I heard little ramblings that it had um, something to do with Brandon Lee and like the circumstances of his death. No, like well, superstition? No, not superstition, but I don't know if there was some legal stuff. I don't know. That's weird. But I don't know. I mean, sort of like I'm speculating. Thing. Maybe the studio wanted to take a, like a huge insurance on Jason Momoa because they were superstitious. I don't know. And he like I mean, they did sequels of it. Yeah, and those sucked. Yeah. They did one with Edward Furlong, and then they did one called, like, Crow City of Angels. And, right. And that was horrible. Yeah, they, yeah, it was bad. And, like, unwatchable. So, I don't know. I mean, honestly, we don't know what the reason is. If anyone knows out there, send no, us there a message. No, there was, like, some big news thing in entertainment, and not, like, crummy Roseanne news. Like, something that's, like, worth talking about for us. Some sort of major announcement. Uh, I don't know. And you don't know what it is. I don't know. It's something like Avatar, Terminator. Oh, well, Sony announced that uh, all the Avatar sequels are going to be shot on their Venice camera. That's pretty That huge. happened at Cinegear. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's a big thing move for Sony. Yeah. But it also shows you have they even started shooting the second Avatar. <laughs> They're just now getting the cameras. <laughs> like, we got the cameras. I know. It only took five years. They're, these films are going into like 2024 yeah. and beyond. Fuck yeah, sure. 
Like I think the I think the uh, the sequel doesn't come out till 2020, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, at 2020. Least, yeah, at least 2020. It's crazy. There's already there's four. There's a two, three, and four plans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. There's I three don't know. Do movies. we really want to see Avatar no. two, three, and four? No, I don't want to see two. Really, I mean, I will, but I'm not dying to see it. Yeah, which is good. I feel sorry for like diehard Avatar fans that have just. Been I didn't waiting. like the first one. Me neither. That was dumb. That was like we've seen this before and seen it done better. And I wasn't really amazed by the world that he created. That was kind of like, you know. Well, I don't think he's league. a great screenwriter. I mean, like if you go back, you know, Titanic was huge and it won a million Oscars. It made a billion and, dollars. I mean, honestly, the screenplay is the weakest thing about that film. Yeah, is his thing is you know tugging on the heartstring of people, you know, tapping into something because the Titanic story, we were just talking about this the other day about how there's certain stories in history like you just want to keep that getting never get old, like right. the Ripper story. Yeah, like, Jack the Ripper. You know, and Titanic is 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 one of those where yep. people just keep wanting to revisit that story and he did it in such a grand scale that hadn't been done before and yep. it was pretty incredible from an effects perspective and, Usually so ground you know, and, really. and he had good actors. Some would say it's groundbreaking. <laughs> or would it be shipbreaking? I don't know. It's not as groundbreaking as Steve Spielberg films, which we just saw here the documentary HBO's doing on Spielberg. And if you haven't seen that, you should, because uh, it really, I mean, it's like you said, it's not anything we don't know, but it really kind of dives into all of like his the films. The whole catalog, and, yeah. If you're a fan of his, and it's it's pretty cool. Well, watching it made me want more information on more specific films because it's such an overview mm. of his life and as a kid. And then so each film like only gets a couple minutes, and so I'm kind of like I want more on Saving Private Ryan. You know, like I want God. more because they show that, and you're just like that Jesus, so good. tits out of my ass. I know. I felt like I grew tits on my ass. <laughs> like my butt cheeks had nipples. Yikes! Like I had to put pasties on my butt cheeks Aye, to hide the nipples hello. on my butt. I got nipples no. on my butt now. Why? Saving Ra- Private Ryan, I know I've said this privately a million times. <laughs> privately. To you. You're private. It is was the biggest, the loss of the best picture to crash was the biggest injustice in Oscar history. I thought it was to Lady M- fucking Shitbird, uh, Shakespeare's No, love. that loss, that, uh, uh, yes. the cowboy movie lost out to that broke back mole yeah, crunch that's oh, yeah. what lost out to that um so this lost a crash no crash yes. was like in 2005 and that's when broke back well one of the it was then then yeah. that lost out to yes. shakespeare in love yeah, and crash was way later than private ryan it came out when yeah but Brokeback shakespeare and Lo- no shakespeare and love was way back that that so it was saving private ryan right so oh, okay so that's what it lost out yeah, to yeah doink all right it's just well as, it lost as, out to something it shouldn't lose out to which yeah which fucking stupid both of those shakespeare films lost out right. to yeah um right, right. it's it's definitely one of the biggest injustices because if that's not a brilliant if that's not like the best movie of the year filmmaking yeah, of man. everything and going into that film stupid like shakespeare rom-com thing i mean it's like a sweet film but it's not the best film well, of the year it's got harvey weinstein stink all over it too so does gwyneth paltrow that happened since we last spoke yeah, harvey yeah. got indicted harvey got indicted Yikes. Yeah. We don't like talking too much about that dummy still. Well, that dumb, dummy. But, but it's like we got, I he's don't know. a dick. Not Good. To I hope him. he's indicted in London and LA too. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, well, I mean, let's just humor me and talk a little bit about who we don't think is going to make it out of Game of Thrones alive. Who who won't? And who will. I think of the people who will, I'm going to say Arya. I'm going to say Sansa will probably make it. I'm going to say Daenerys will make it. I'm going to say Bronn might make it. I think Bronn might make it. I think Tyrion will make it. I don't think Jamie will make it. Me. Jamie won't make it. I don't Cersei think Cersei won't make will get. Cersei won't. I don't think John will make John it. John won't make it. And I mean that will, p- will piss people off. But I just don't like, think yeah. he's such a tragic hero. And I think Davos will make it, but and survive. And John won't. I hope you he know? makes it. I, hope I, Davos I, I, makes I bet it. you Podrick doesn't make it. Oh, Pod. He'll like be Tars. Do you think she'll make it? She might. I, I feel think like she might be sad watching Jamie die. Yeah. They'll be like, he'll save her or the something. Oath keeper, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think she'll die. I mean, if she does, the it'll be a surprise. Make it. The hound won't make it, but I think but he'll, he'll probably die. kill his brother. He'll kill his brother and die doing it. Yeah. Or, you know, kill the brother, then die shortly thereafter. I hope Red makes it. He's still alive. Uh, he's at the wall, I don't wall, think he's going to make it. He might make he it. He might make it to the end and then die. And or, then I don't know. him and Brienne of Tarth will have babies together. Yeah. Yeah, they will. If they will survive. That'd be funny, actually. Uh, yeah, who else will make it? I don't know. Oh, Sam will make it. Samwell? Samwell Tarly. Yeah, Samwell Tarly should... Will, I think he'll make it, yeah. He'll be like the new maester of the queen. He'll be like yeah. Daenerys' head maester at the end, you think? And uh, who else is there? Well, oh, what about uh, Jorah? Nah, he won't no, make it. I don't think he'll so. like do something heroic and die because he loves her. And yeah, yeah. He's he already beat death twice. What's going to be interesting is how long they make us wait before John finds out that he's the heir to the Iron Throne. Because that's what we found out in the last episode for sure. For sure, like confirmation. And then they had sex with their brother and sister. Pretty funny. I know. Sort of like ha ha ha. That's gross. I know. So I mean, I'm sure they're going to drag it out. What do you think Theon will make it? He no. might. I think he might. Well, his sister make it. You think he'll save his yeah, sister? Maybe yeah. he won't make it. I don't know. I think he might be one of those people that survive, and you're like, "Why'd you live?" You know what I mean? I think because they do I that think sometimes. We feel bad for Theon now, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I guess we do. After he like fought that guy and sort of right. r- tried to earn his stripes back, he did. Have He's his a tragic dick character. Cut off, yeah, and you know? like tortured yeah. for months at a time by fucking crazy guy. Um, Who else? Theon. What about? I mean, Cersei's death has got to be spectacular. Yeah, it, I hope it, she gets it, eaten by the dragon or something like that'd that. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. I hope she gets like bitten in half by the dragon or something. How the hell are they going to... So we watched the last few episodes and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reminded how awesome seeing Littlefinger get killed was... That oh, was cool. Oh, Varys. Will Varys live? I think That's, so. He's pretty yeah, crafty. Probably. Unless he gets like a castle explodes and he's he inside. He doesn't think or, he'll live. He's talked about how he doesn't see himself being... Making it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he will, though. I don't know. Maybe not. But I don't think there's enough of a reason to kill him in any particular, you know, Yeah. projected outcome. I don't know. I, I, then he might not. He might. I think he, if he did die, he would die in like a mass explosion or something falling. Or like he I can't might make it. I can't see someone like sticking him in the ribs. No. Like, this is what you get. Varys. I know. And Littlefinger's dead, so Varys outlived Littlefinger. Which Remember is that? Cool. Remember their yeah, whole thing? Yeah, they were too like battling. Ba- yeah, battling. And uh, what's well, his Varys name? Well, Varys sort of redi- like was I like the Varys. better of the two. He was, even he though he was like, the yeah. less, you know, well, devious. A, and he had like a really fucked up ch- past. You know, Bar- yeah. Varys had like a very troubled 
he was fucking eunuched. Right. Lot, but like burned off his genitals by a crazy warlock who was just a crazy old pervert, right. basically. So yeah, Varys comes from like the slums and hardship, whereas Littlefinger is sort of just like a groomed shyster fucking guy. I wonder how the red women are going to factor in and also um baratheon's robert baratheon's bastard son the blacksmith yeah with the axe yeah like he, oh, he came back remember? he came back and he's the one who, well he's the one who ran the, <laughs> they showed that episode again where they go to the north of the wall to get a walk or yeah to bring him back to bring back which oh. that whole episode as cool as it is to see her sweep down with swoop down with the dragon it, and it's sad when we lose one of the dragons. Yeah. It's silly because one, it looked like it takes some forever to get where they're going, and then John's like, we talked run about back. that, the logistics of and that. And it's like, and he's like, run back, you're the fastest. When was that established that he was the fastest? And he runs back, gets to the wall very quickly, and then a raven gets to her really quickly, so well, he she ran can back come so back. Quack, quickly that you could like, it's like they could see the door I know, from that where was they were so ridiculous. Like it's right there you just, just yeah, run over they there lost that episode was a real stinker in terms of well i think they were trying to skip steps to have yeah, the final season be were. this season like okay we got to cram a lot into this it's not gonna make sense we're gonna get shit but you know we have a schedule and we want to make new stuff i mean to me the best thing that they did was faking us out that little finger had the better of Sansa. The hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was cool because we were, everyone really, like, the internet was so mad at Ari and Sansa for not, like, being hip to him. And how could Ari not be hip right. to him with all her training? Right. But of course she was. She was the whole time. And they were leading him Bran on. had seen everything. And then Bran. Is he going to live? Yeah, I think he'll live. Hmm. So how many Starks you think will be left? Just I think three. You do? I think they'll all live, don't you? Arya, Sansa, and Bran? Maybe. Because I mean, they've already lost Rickon and they lost rob and they lost lady star like there's so much loss in the starks yeah like and i i don't know i don't see where aria would get killed i don't think she gets killed in the book either man i think she lives like i, I know there's not, yeah, they're not she lives. There's, I, I just feel like aria is gonna yeah make she it. probably will there's a rumor going around that cal drago is coming back for some unknown reason that he might be a white walker or something there's all the kinds of conspiracy theories about him well yeah because he was origins. cursed by a witch and right. stuff and that's how he died so maybe he does come back yeah not maybe not as a white rocker maybe there's some sort of like one of those lord of light dudes yeah dothraki fucking you know seance or something they have their own magic and stuff that would be interesting because he's been spotted with the creators of the show and he was in on in ireland for a while yeah i mean they should bring him back it's such a cool character i mean i don't care at this point who cares they're already so far off the books yeah the book is not even out bring him back yeah, I mean, I don't Jason Momoa is super cool. Be out. I don't Let's think face so. It. I don't think he's got so. A couple more to go, and I don't think they're coming out. No, and now that the show is done, he's probably like, "Who cares? I'm rich. Yeah, they're gonna wrap it up for me." Book and, fans are not happy. Yeah, that's what you get for reading, loser. <laughs> 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 we don't read in this country. <laughs> Just, Just watch up. the show. Yeah, we watch stuff <laughs> and eat Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos. You can't turn pages with these orange fingers. <laughs> these fingers are for Cheetos, <laughs> not for pages of a book. Well, a couple of films coming up that we will definitely be reviewing. One is Hereditary, the horror film with Tony cool, Collette man. that looks awesome. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we will review Jurassic World. Yeah. Even though Ugh. we're not that excited. No. 
And The Incredibles 2 yeah, is coming up, I'm which I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. So there's it's some like stuff coming up. It's like basically like Mr. Mom the movie, but yeah. for superheroes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I love the first one. So Yeah, the first one's one of my favorite Pixar movies of all. Yeah. For sure. It's been a long time, so this is It's been, been like 10 years, maybe. Making. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, like close to 10 years. It's so. been a while. Um, I think that's it for us this week. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. Uh, go to our website, as always, thehmcnetwork.com for up-to-date stuff. Stoffent. And as always, see you, jerks. Stay gold, jerks. See you. <laughs> <laughs>